Welcome to episode 225 of the Whatnots Review Show, where every week we pick a story and we talk about it. This could be a movie, TV show, anime, manga, comic book, audio drama, all kinds of entertainment. We watch it, read it, listen to it, and then we come back here and we discuss it. My name is Melissa Wilkinson, and I am joined, as always, by Kyle Springer. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, how's, how's your week been? It's nice. It's it's fall. It's October here. You can yeah. feel it. It definitely feels like October. It's it's starting to cool off where I am, but it hasn't gotten there yet. Like this morning, it's still like low 70s, but it's supposed to get up in the like mid 80s oh. and stuff. But next week, this this coming Friday and Saturday, it's supposed to be a high of like 75 and 72 <sighs> I'm just like, oh, yeah, here it That's goes. good stuff. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a nice time of year. I got a Absolutely. couple little pumpkins up in my backdrop. Nice. I got all my Halloween decorations out. Good stuff. That's fun. Good time of year, man. Yeah. This is your first Halloween in this house. You've got a whole new house to decorate. Yeah. We so <laughs> we went uh, to Michael's to get something. I forget what we were like actually there for, for uh, but we saw all of, all of their Halloween dec- decorations. And so we picked up a couple things being like, oh, this would look neat. That would look neat. Uh, and when we got home, we kind of realized that these aren't just going to be Halloween decorations, are they? So. Melissa, you've you've been into our living room. Oh, it yeah. Has, yes. It has this like witchy, like tarot card kind yes. of theme to it. So we got uh, it's basically like a, a big decoration that is the like Ouija board, like thing that you can move around. I'm not sure if it has a specific name. A planchette. Um, sure. There you go. Planchette. Uh, we got like a, a giant size one of those. Uh, we got a, a like a I guess like a, a sign for our wall that's all about like uh, like get your like magic ball rating done here all that stuff so <laughs> yep. we, we got this stuff that is is like it fits the theme of our living room and we're just like these are gonna be up all year aren't they and we're like yeah. right <laughs> I feel it some stuff is year round stuff absolutely absolutely. Uh, stuff that should be year-round stuff, though, is Spooky Month. Here we are in right. Spooky Month for the review yeah. show. Yeah, we every October we dedicate entirely to Halloween adjacent things, which mm-hmm. isn't to say we don't uh, pop out some horror content other times of the month. You know, other times of the year. Yeah. yeah, I think back we watched like Ready or Not in February once. Yep. <laughs> We I think did. it was summertime when we watched The Terror. So it happens at other times. But Halloween, the month of October, this is when we go whole whole hog on it. Uh, and we are kicking off this year with a pair of movies. Horror is a genre dominated by franchises, long-running franchises. So I pitched you a series of two movie franchises, just a movie and its sequel, Maybe they make more later, but for now, you just have to watch two movies this week. And we watched Happy Death Day and Happy Death Day to You. Yes, we did. 
I remember when they first announced this movie and I immediately dismissed it. I think pretty famously here on the show. I'm not a huge horror uh-huh. fan. I, I can do comics, but I'd like I am. I genuinely get scared. I just don't like the feeling of being scared. That's me. But. I immediately dismissed Happy Death Day as like, oh, it's just going to be your typical like teen college horror movie slash just like not a very good one. Right. Mm. Just it's going to be a thing. But it has a time loop, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, But but yeah, just kind of dismissed it. And then it it became a meme for like a short while. and then they announced a sequel. And I was so confused. I was like, yes, Melissa, I haven't even seen this, but I've I've seen Groundhog Day. I know what they're going for. I know what they're doing. Like what? What? How they got out of it? What is going on here? This do- does mm-hmm. not make sense at all. You you had seen the first one. Is that correct? Yes. I, I'd really enjoyed the first one, and I, too, was intrigued at how it could have a sequel with the exact same premise or the exact same character li- living the same day of her life over and over and over again uh, for a second movie. Right. Uh, yeah, or or if, if that's what they were doing and it's some kind of other time loop that next day, it just like, yeah. keeps happening, right? Uh, who knows? But, like, well, I, I guess now... We know because we've we watched do. them now. But uh, yeah, we I, I was just very conf- confused. And so when you pitched in these this past week, I was like, well, we, we, we kind of have to do these <laughs> j- just to solve the mystery, just to figure yeah. it out. Um, you know, so, yeah. all the other duologies I pitched you, uh, no inherent mystery in them that we were dying to solve. <laughs> we weren't like, how does she escape the escape room again? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I I had a blast with these ones. I did. I don't think they'd be up there in my favorites. I don't think they're particularly great, if that makes sense. But they know what they are is mm-hmm. is I, like the way that I would describe them to someone. They are confident in what they are. They are horror comedies that have this slight sci-fi twist mm. to them. Uh, and to be honest, they're not really all that scary. Um, and the the slasher is is more played for laughs. Yeah. Really, the, and it is like the horror of the situation um it's yeah it's it's a lot of fun it's an interesting one it's wacky there's a few jokes in there that made me laugh out loud uh i think the actress who plays the main character has an incredibly expressive face uh and it works for all all the situations where she's Mm -hmm. happy she's confident she's upset she's mad she's angry she's fuming uh just all sorts of 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 stuff uh and i like how once we get to the second one the cast starts to expand a a bit here uh Uh which, which is good i i i had a fun time yeah, I think these are really well-toned 
horror comedies or maybe more like uh horror themed dark comedies i don't know sure. i don't know yeah. exactly how you'd classify them if you went to get nitpicky but i think the, the the slasher movie element is well done they are they're funny and they're really heartfelt like that was one of the best parts of the sequel to me is how much it dug in on the emotions of this character having to go through this again i think it's got a surprisingly really sincere and effective emotional through line in both of these movies mm -hmm. a great cast i've never seen any of these people before or since i don't know where her lead actress is i'll have to look her up because i think she does a fantastic job in both of these films yeah. Uh, it is a good time. <laughs> yeah, I definitely recommend the set. I recommend both to people. Yeah. Uh, from what I can tell, a third installment is in the works. Um, mm. They they weren't sure if they were going to get to make one. It's, it seems like the sequel did not perform uh, as well as they had hoped it would uh, but they they have been kind of saying like, hey, we have an idea for a third story. It'll be out there eventually someday in some form, uh, even if they were like, OK, we can't make a movie. So maybe there would have been a book or a comic or something <laughs> like that. But it's, it seems like uh, they have a script. They are trying to get the approval from Universal. Mm. Uh, at least that's what Wikipedia said as of mm. November of 2020, I believe. Um, okay. Well, so best of luck to you. Happy Death Day 3, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've got a really great sequel name. Don't know what the third name would be. Don't know how you continue this. I believe they said the name would would be if it does actually work. Happy Death Day to us. Oh. Instead. Yeah. So. OK. Who knows? Who knows? But uh, yeah, like we said, we had a great time with this. Let's do a quick plot synopsis for people who yeah. still want a little, little more something, something. Yeah. Uh, the first movie. It uh, came out in 2017. It was directed by Christopher Landon and written by Scott Lobdell. And the sequel came out in 2019, I think, that was directed and written by Christopher Landon. Uh, and it's about this college student, a girl named Tree, short for Teresa. And it's her birthday. And she wakes up and she wants to ignore the fact that it's her birthday. She keeps getting these calls from her dad. She doesn't want to talk to her dad. She, like, wakes up, like, hungover in this guy's room. <laughs> this guy's dorm room on campus who she tried to go home with. And he's like, you were so drunk. He was like passed out. Like I, I slept in my roommate's bed the whole night and I made my roommate sleep in his car. Uh, so she has to do this, like the walk of shame back to her sorority house and her, she has these different conflicts throughout the day, like with her sorority sisters, with her roommate, with this professor she's sleeping with trying to avoid her dad. And at the end of the day, uh, a killer dressed in like, you know, black jeans, black hoodie, the mask of their college mascot, which is a baby. Yep. Single the, tooth the base, baby. The Bayside <laughs> University babies. Go babies, go. So, so, so somebody in a baby mask kills her. She wakes up the next day and she thinks, weird, deja vu. I guess I had a funny dream last night. And then by the third day, she's like, no, this keeps happening. I, I have to solve my murder. I think that's how I get out of this. I have to solve my murder and that will stop these days from looping over and over again. So it's a murder mystery and a uh, 
a nice look at how this girl recognizes the problems in her life, recognizes her flaws, admits, you know what? I don't think I'm a very good person. And I think this is my chance to become better, to fix things about my life in this continual state of trial and error where every day is entirely new and gets erased from the timeline. Uh, I'm going to make myself a better person as I try and get out of this thing. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it, it is essentially Groundhog's day, but with a slasher. Mm. Um, and d- d- I guess to to do a little bit of a synopsis for the sequel, it, hard to not really spoil something. So minor spoilers for the first uh-huh. one. I'm still going to keep this as spoiler furry as I can. Um but I, uh, uh, with the inclusion of a sequel, I guess it's pretty plain to see that she figures it out. Uh, she yeah. gets out uh, and moves on to the next day. However, uh, we start the second movie following the roommate of uh, the guy up in. And he realizes he's in a time loop uh, to do all this stuff. He figures out it's one of his science projects. This like Mm. like Spider-Man 2 looking like device (laughs) uh, that is just some some weird like science thing. Right. It looks Uh, like those toys you'd buy at like the science museum gift shop that are all those plastic. It's like a starburst that can like collapse and expand. Yeah. One of those things. Yeah. Uh, And it. Turns out that they somehow caused the time loop from the first movie uh, as they were working on this and things continue to go wrong with this this device uh, so much so so that instead of continuing the time loop with this roommate, it knocks them all back. It knocks them back into like another dimension. Mm-hmm. So they are in like a yeah, like a parallel re- reality in this second one. So it, it it is her still waking up in that yeah. one guy's bedroom every morning. However, certain details are different. Yeah. Uh, so it is not exactly the same, but there are yeah. some things that are switched around. So that helps to keep it mm. new and like, OK, what will be changed next yeah like she she still has to solve her murder but now she's uh she goes right back to the person who she figured out did it in the first movie and she realizes it's not that person yeah she's like well okay who is it now like who is it in this universe yeah indeed indeed uh so these mayobies this is the last thing i will say for spoiler furry stuff uh they wear their hearts on their sleeves as for what the influence is of each in fact they say it in both of them the first one ends with them being like so have you seen the movie groundhog's day she's like what no the second one yeah like you've seen back to the future too right and she's like, what? No, <laughs> it's, it's just like, OK, uh, yeah, 
I wonder yeah. what the third one will be. If it's like you've seen Primer, right? Like you, you, <laughs> <laughs> what? No. When the other characters is like, dude, have you seen Primer? Has anyone <laughs> seen Primer? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I like these ones aren't aren't like top tier great mm-hmm. but they are a lot of fun regardless mm. i think you will have a good time if you watch them so go check them out yeah happy death day happy death day to you yeah i think i we watched these on hulu oh i were they? i i had oh. to rent them because right. I, I think they were, them. they were on hulu if you had like the hulu package that gives you like live tv i also ah. rented them from youtube Gotcha. There you go. There you go. Um, Well, cool. With that said, we will take a quick break for housekeeping. uh, And when we come back, we will dive into both of these movies a little bit deeper. We will be right back. We put a lot of hard work into the shows that we make. And yes, we make multiple different shows here at The Whatnots. And we'd love it if you check them all out. You can find out more information on our website at thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in The Whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. If you want to support what we do here at The Whatnots, patreon.com slash thewhatnots is the best place to do that. You can support us for as little as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of exclusive content at the $3 tier. You can also get a shout out and a thank you on all of our shows at the $5 tier. You can support us on Twitch by subscribing to our channel at twitch.tv slash the whatnots. And we would love to have you all join us for our live streams and talk with us in the chat. And lastly, we have merch. If you'd like to grab yourself a shirt or a sweatshirt or a mug or something else, go to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. And we are back. A big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Thank, Thank you, you. We appreciate it. It means a lot. Uh, cool things that we've been up to here at the Whatnots. If you are a Patreon supporter at the $3 tier, uh, we've been doing this thing that we call the Pilots Club. Uh, uh, I've been having a blast with the Pilots Club. I think it was a great idea. Basically, once a month, we kind of do what we do here on this show, on on the review show. But we look at a new pilot of a TV show. Uh, the very, very first one, that proof of concept uh, mm-hmm. and it could be from any show, new or old. It could be from a animated one, a live action one could be from one that never made it to TV, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. The most recent one we did was on the critically acclaimed crime cop drama, The Shield. That one was very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. one that I eventually want to go back to on my own time indeed, but that's up there. And then Melissa, what are we up to for spooky month for the pilots club? We have an appropriately Halloween themed episode of the pilots club. We're going to be doing on mockingbird lane, which is a pilot that never made it to a full series, but they did air the pilot on TV as a one-off special, I believe. Uh, This was a remake of The Monsters, 
uh, co-created by Brian Fuller, who's worked on past review show topics such as American Gods, Pushing Daisies, and Hannibal. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Good stuff there. So uh, here on the review show, of course, we're starting spooky month, uh, all spooky all month. It's going to be a blast. Um, just a note that at the end of the month, when we normally do our end of the month spe- spe- special, that will be reserved for more spooky stuff. Uh, so yeah. our end of the month special will be at the start of November. Um and then on the captain's log, Melissa, you and I just debated fast food joints. We ranked them, ranked our, our top 10 fast food joints. Yeah, you and I each came with a list of five different restaurants uh, so that we had a combined 10, you know, some nationwide chains, some like local gyms from the regions mm-hmm. we grew up. And we then had to mutually rank them. We had no influence over each other's list, but we had to agree on how to assort these into a top 10. Uh, it was really fun. I, I like yeah. the game. I look forward to doing it again in the future with a different topic. Indeed. Uh, and last but not least on the reactor core, go check out our reactions for She-Hulk. Uh, those go up week to week. And we have our reactions to uh, the first chunk of Star Wars and or uh, right. The first chunk. Uh, Define chunk. Is it three episodes? Three episodes, yes. So we will be doing four of those in total, but that means every three weeks is when that happens there. We're just letting them stack up. Um, So good stuff with that. I also have a reaction uh, on YouTube to the trailer for The Last of Us. So go check all that stuff out. But Mm -hmm. that is it for housekeeping. Let's hit that spoiler button and then dive in. Spoiler alert. Um, Cool. Happy death day and happy death day to you. Yeah, I. I, Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to start with asking you, were you able to solve the murder in the first movie? Uh, No. No, not exactly. That's all right. Uh, So my my first thought was that it was the guy that she woke up in his dorm room, the one that becomes the love interest, like all of the all that stuff. What was his name? I'm Carter. I'm terrible with names. Carter. Yeah. Um, Well, so so is our main character. That's okay. Because in that. So she goes through the first day regularly. And then immediately loops back. I knew it was going to be a time loop because that's on the back of the box, right? Uh, He says something different that second time. And he does not remember where his, uh, like, Tylenol is. And I was like, Mm. that's wrong. If he's in a time loop, he would either say the same thing or if she's changing things, he would at least still remember where it is. Like, it's not like his memories are changing uh, uh-huh. in in this. He should still know exactly where they are. So I was like, huh, something's up with this guy. I think he might be in the time loop, too. What like maybe he remembers oh. all of this stuff. Uh, turns out that was in fact not. Yeah, not I, the I case don't even remember. 
I remember when she asked him for Tylenol. I don't remember like if that happens on two different days and he says two slightly different things. I, t- I know she asked him for it once and he's like, uh, here it is. And then another yes. time she just grabs it because she remembers from a previous time loop where his Tylenol is. The first, the first time she asks him, he finds it pretty quickly. He, he okay. goes to his desk. Like he, he knows like it's supposed to be here in this location. He's just not sure if it's like under a sh- shirt or something mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like that. Whereas when she asks him the second time, he's j- he's just like, I, I have some around here. And then she she has to start looking and, th- and then she eventually <laughs> hides it. But he had no idea where they were. <laughs> and I was just like, that's not how a time loop works. Uh, uh-huh. But yeah, then like the fifth time or whatever, she just wakes up and hugs him and right is just like, I need time. I know my head hurts. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, he was my first. He was my first like, hmm, something's up here. Yeah, I think it does an, an, a, a good job of setting up various whodunit culprits who are slowly like knocked off one by one. Like in her, did I say walk of shame because that is the common parlance? I'm not sure, personally yeah. shaming our main character, but on her on her, on her walk from she, she Carter's has dorm, different degrees of shame. There are some yeah, where she, yeah. she is just like no nobody yeah. look at me, and then there's that one where she obviously walks out butt ass naked and it's just Which like is, everyone look at me. Fuck yeah, that <laughs> is my favorite thing. I do. I'm gonna get back to what I was talking about in a minute, but like when she realizes. I can live my life however I want to live my life during this time when I'm trying to solve my murder and escape from the time loop. So mm-hmm. there's one day where she like cuts her hair and dyes it pink. And there's another day where she just walks out of Carter's dorm room naked. That was what I remembered the most about that first movie is the day where she's like, I was just streak across campus. Nothing can stop me. There's no repercussions. (laughs) She's so proud, so happy to to walk out nude into the world. We should all be so lucky. But uh, like one of the people she encounters on this walk is this guy who she went on like one subpar date with. And he's like, I've been texting you. Why haven't you been texting me back? And he seems like really obsessed with her. And of course, in her own mind, she's like, oh, maybe that guy killed me. So she goes to like spy on what he's doing and she sees that he's watching uh, gay porn and she's like, oh, oh, he just like wants a girlfriend so he doesn't have to confront you know, his sexual identity. I get this guy now. And I like that the next day she confronts him and she's like, "I, you're gay. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, you own up to that part of yourself. Go out there. Find a nice boyfriend. Like, it was nice meeting you. Uh, like, she'll do that. Like, she'll... Uh, I like that that one had a positive outcome. Not just like, is it this person? Oh, no. While I was spying on them, the killer still came to get me. So I know it's not that person. I like that she learned something about that guy and it had, like, a message. Yeah. yeah. And I like that in the second movie, after, like, she's escaped from the time loop... Uh, she sees him like at the college basketball game sitting next to a guy and she looks over at him with a thumbs up like good for you what's funny is the first time that she's now back in her time loop yeah in that sequel she's pissed off 
She is just like, <laughs> not again. I fucking hate this. Yeah. And she's walking down her walk of sh- yeah. sh- shame. And she knows that he's about to like turn that corner. And she does the most like, you're gay. <laughs> like, the most like angry, just like, get over it, bitch. Um, and, and he's like, he's just like, what right. was that? Like, but it was not like, angry at him, just angry at the concept that she has to keep like talking <laughs> yes. to him about it yeah but then, but then yeah she you, you get to that one scene where they're like okay safety in numbers let's go to the basketball game uh yeah. and yeah he's he's there at the game too and she's just like nice and he's like yeah, yeah. thanks <laughs> so good stuff with that yeah i yeah i like how the character the main character is as aware as the audience member is for who possible murders could be and I think I did narrow it down. I I think I watched this movie like not too long after it came out, which is like four years ago now. Sure. I think I did figure out it was the roommate, but I don't know how soon before Tree figures it out that I realized it was her roommate. Yeah. Um. So to, to, to help her figure out these suspects in this first movie, she goes to Carter, who's kind of like i i wouldn't necessarily say he's a nerd he obviously likes horror movies because he has some horror movie posters on there yeah he's got a they live poster he's Mm -hmm. got a mystery science theater 3000 poster carter is good taste in my mind i remembered him being a film student but i realized they never explicitly state that (laughs) interesting he is just kind of that like like he he is a nerd but mm-hmm. he's not like he's not so nerdy that you're just like right. oh this guy's a nerd um he's, he's if this he's movie would have been made he's just if this movie <laughs> normal if this movie would have been made 10 years earlier he would have been played by adam brody he's sure, that type yes. of guy <laughs> that's that's the one that was in the kid to Detective, right? That? Yes, that's yes. the kid okay. detective. That was like that's... I was like, man, he looks exactly like the guy from the kid detective. Right. You know, that he was also was. uh he was also like the brother-in-law in Ready or Not, the one guy who's like, I hate that we have to play this game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um but 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 yeah, he's just like real middle of the road, normal, not really super pleasant. Yeah, I mean he, he's pleasant, he's n- n- nice, but it like just and i in the best way possible he's just wet toast like like he's just (laughs) but in the best way possible yeah like he's just so middle of the the, of the road but um yeah i I completely forget where i was going with that since we sidetracked into who he looks like and all of that stuff we were talking uh, about like when you were able to identify or like your track of figuring out the murder oh, alongside right. Tree's investigation. So he, she eventually kind of confesses to him like, hey, mm. you seem like a nerd. I'm in a time loop. Help me out here. This seems crazy. I know. But if I was, what would I need to do to solve it? Uh, and so he helps her out. He's like, well, make a list of suspects. If you know it's just going to loop and loop, loop and loop take advantage of that like yeah just investigate people follow them like do all that stuff so she starts making a like it 
could be the guy like the t- the teacher I'm sleeping with. It could be this guy that I dated one time and he seems to be stalking me. Could be mm. like my sorority later, like I do all, mm. all this stuff. And I think the funniest joke to me, at least in the entire series um, is when she is in full camo, a yes. gully suit, night vision, night vision goggles, just out there completely spying on like her sorority no, I think whoever. she's she's uh, I think she's spying on um in the in day one, like before the day is looping, she like goes to her professor's office. Mm-hmm. Um he's a he's a he's a doctor at like the campus at like the university hospital. She goes right. to his office there to like make out with him, and then his wife knocks on the door. Uh and so she thinks maybe his wife figured out that he was cheating on her with me. And so she's like spying on the wife. Yeah. And then while she's spying on the wife, there's she baby gets, face suddenly coming up behind her to stab her. Yeah. Which is, it's, it's just like the, not what I expected at all to see her in mm. full like camo face paint and everything. <laughs> it's just like, this is so stupid. I love it. Um, <laughs> that 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 one, I absolutely laughed out loud. I was mm. just like, <laughs> she's in full camo. Oh, my God. Right. Um, I. I do like when the the movie gets sillier like that because it's got the setup where it can be that silly. Uh, In the second movie, Tree has to be in control of her own death. Like she needs to control when she is restarting the day over so Mm -hmm. she doesn't wait to be murdered. She like has to kill herself in these various ways. And she could do it like any normal way. Uh, I don't want to say normal, but like, a way you would need to kill yourself that could be more easily attained. And instead she's like, no, I'm going to run into a wood chipper. Uh, I'm going to go skydiving in a bikini. <laughs> yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, yeah. It like they, they, they have a great uh, excuse to use montages of all these loops and just these let's, show all of these creative deaths yeah. that we can do or mm. these f- funny situations spying on whoever right to see if they are the ones um and yeah what surprised me though is in the second movie they reveal yeah. that the first movie only took her 11 loops to figure out and yeah. solve it uh which i was like that seems low like i know that's that's true. Yeah, I, like I was well, expecting it to be be like I did this like 157 t- t- times because um, in Groundhog's day day he ends oh, up thousands like of years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ends up like learning the piano and multiple languages. <laughs> like, right? It's just like, but she is just like, no, like I'm gonna get out of this as fast as I can here. Yeah, I think. Groundhog Day is a movie where the time loop is more abstract. Like Bill Murray doesn't know what specific thing he has to do to break that. Right. So it's this longer journey of like deeper self-discovery of deeper uh, betterment. And Tree's got this very specific goal of, oh, I get it. 
I have to solve my murder and that will get me out of this. Mm-hmm. And that's like a much smaller problem with like fewer variables in it. Like she yeah. knows who her possible, mostly who her possible murderers could be. She does have a, a self betterment journey, but of course being like a 21 uh, year old woman, uh, she has fewer problems to fix in her life than a whole Bill Murray. Yeah. The one thing I think that threw me off from finding the culprit and Mm. figuring out that it was the roommate was when you see the slasher in the baby mask, he is more masculine, right? And, of course, we find out that, like, part of the roommate's plan was to release this serial killer. So there's... Probably a number of these loops where it actually is like that guy, like in mm. in this thing, and so you like it. It throws you off in that sense of like, okay, that guy is bigger; he has more muscle. Like you can just see, like that's not a woman's figure who's well, it's- in. The, I mean, he is in like a baggy sweatshirt. <laughs> Right. And I think that that goes a lot to sort of hide the true figure that's underneath it is you're like, maybe you're just wearing a lot of layers under there or maybe you are more muscular. I don't know. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like when we do see the roommate, she is this like much more feminine looking Mm. figure. She's she's more slender. Uh, She just like has those more traditional like feminine looks Mm. to her whereas like Mm. okay the slasher i just saw like that can't be her because they don't have the same like figure uh, Mm. there so like that was the one thing that threw me off but then immediately when they did that i was like that fits that makes sense yep like she she kept like tossing out this this cupcake the one time she did like she went to sleep and like died that way. So I was like, yeah, okay, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I I do really like the I, I guess you could call it the twist that even though like if you're thinking right, like you could kind of see it coming. I don't know if it's a twist, if you could predict it happening, but the twist that it is the roommate who's been trying to kill her. Uh, starting from the very beginning of the day where she always gives her like a happy birthday cupcake and tree realizes she keeps like, Oh, I don't want the cupcake. Like I I don't want to deal with it's my birthday or like their sorority presidents. Like we're all going to be thin. We're all going to be fit. We're all going to be pretty like yells at a girl for drinking a chocolate milk. Uh, Like she's just not eating it time after time. And the one day she does, she like is the one day she's been able to escape the murder and she wakes up she she doesn't unmask the culprit, but she like she got away, and mm-hmm. she thinks, okay, well maybe I'm safe now, and I'm just gonna enjoy my happy birthday cupcake with Carter in like full sixteen candles moment, and then she wakes up the next day and she's like, how did I die? How did I die? And she realizes she died in her sleep because she ate the cupcake and the cupcake was poisoned. Yeah, I like that. I like how many different methods of death are in the movie from like. Gunshots, stabbings, fall, stabs with a knife, stabs with a broken glass bong. She yeah. falls. There's poison. You know, and every different clue card plus bong is in here. Indeed. Um, what was I? Was I just gonna say? So let me get this straight. So she, the roommate, decided to kill her because yeah. 
she was jealous of her sleeping with the teacher, right? They're they're both sleeping with that doctor, but the roommate, I think her name's Lori. Lori can tell he likes Tree way more than he likes her. And she tells this to, to Tree in their final confrontation. And Tree's like, you're doing all this over a guy? And Lori's like, yeah. well, that and other reasons. You're just generally a bad roommate and I hate you. I like that that's the main impetus, but it's not exclusively I am jealous because mm. a man I like likes you better. It is part of a larger picture. Yeah, that makes sense. That, that makes sense. I, I just wanted to make sure I had that yeah, story yeah. there. Um, I did like at the end there when she's by the window and she looks up at the light and then it's just, it's just like, that's how I kill her. And like, and swings and kicks her out the window. It's like, again, this is just ridiculous. I love it. I like that we see Tree because it's Carter who has to introduce to her. Hey, I think maybe this time loop you're in gives you the opportunity to look at every different culprit on every different day that you die. Like it's his idea. And then Tree ad- adapts to it. We watch this girl become more clever, you know, more adaptable. She really learns to look at everything around her as a resource to solve this problem. Mm-hmm. I like that we get to see her like problem solving abilities grow the longer she's stuck in these really weird circumstances to where she's like, all right, I can glance up at this light fixture in my room and like immediately see within a second that it's the right leverage so that I can hop up there and grab onto it and then like jump kick my roommate out the window. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, Let's focus a little bit more on the second movie. Here. I I loved this opening that it's the uh, it's Carter's roommate, Ryan, who's been like barging in on him and tree every morning. Like, hey, bro, did you hit that fine vagina yet? <laughs> and he's he's just been like one of the little obstacles, one of the little like Groundhog Day markers that trees had to navigate around day after day after day. And he makes the line about like, Car- Carter took my bed. I've been sleeping in my car. So we see him wake up in his car. I love the perspective shift that we see that guy's day and him walking past all of these like pedestrian civilian markers of the Groundhog Day. He walks through the same courtyard past yep. the same girl with the climate change petition sheet. Uh, and then it, we think it's going to be his day to loop over and over again. <sighs> Uh, but like he, he, it happens twice and he's like, I came in here with some deja vu and trees like, I know what's going on. I lived through this. It's happening to you now. Why is this happening? Melissa, the opening to this second one was brilliant. I yes, loved yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I was so upset when it knocked them back into another dimension. And now we're mm. following tree again. I was just like, no, I want to see that guy go through all of this stuff. Um, Yeah. Like, I kind of would have loved to see it stick with him the entire time, but still have Tree, like, having known what it's like, Mm. try to convey to him what he needs to do every single time. Because he's he's a like he is the science nerd. He's smart in that sense. But. He doesn't seem like he he seems more like the dumb roommate that it just like 
not street smart, not just like mm. maybe like you say something and it takes a minute for him to process it. Right. Like <laughs> that, like he yeah. seems he seems like that. And I think that would have been really funny to see him go through that the entire way, way and us stick with him uh, and just having to be like, like have, having to catch her up on everything that mm-hmm. he's tried every single time. Yeah. Um, and we don't necessarily get that. We we, we do get uh, in that original timeline that they're in or that original universe that mm-hmm. th- they've gone so far with this that like one of the loops of his, so long story short of this yeah. inch of this inch the killer is himself it, it, yeah. it is this guy he's looping back in time oh. to kill himself because there's some kind of a uh, contradiction with like yeah right, 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 all the all, all that stuff uh and I liked that, but the one that they they caught, like he is much more adept at like the 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 violent, like all all like he seems more like a secret agent than uh, <laughs> right. Yeah. Like he's, he he seems more like an assassin rather mm-hmm. than just like I'm just some guy who went back in the time loop and now I need to kill myself and I hate this and I don't know what. Like he's he, he seems like it's all his fault. Like I've had to learn skills to take out myself and do that. Right. Uh, That was interesting to to me because that implied that, oh, there must be something much, much bigger uh, than this, which we do get a hint at at the end of this movie, too. Um, There there is like an in like a mid credits scene. Yeah. um, that, That that we get here that implies that there is some like bigger time loop thing that is happening here um so i yeah i i loved that i thought that was brilliant and then i i felt just as upset at tree was when she woke up <laughs> back in the time loop and i was like no i wanted to follow whatever his name I, was <sighs> i i did really like the idea of it happens to another character like yeah. a very small side character from the first movie who has no development who's there exactly. for one joke and then tree has to coach him through this experience because she's been there before i like that premise but i ultimately i have to side with the emotional growth that tree gets from her living this day over and over again in a side universe it's a it's a universe where a lot of things are similar, but like Carter's dating Danielle, who's like her her mean sorority president, yeah. and all these little things are different. And she's like, okay, well, I got to get back to my main universe then. And she goes to the birthday lunch with her dad, just like in the first movie. And then her mom is there, and like that's one of the major things of the first movie that like her mom died a couple years ago. The two of them shared a birthday. She doesn't like to deal with her birthday because it makes her think of her mom, and she doesn't want to go see her dad on her birthday because they neither of them really know how to deal with it, and it's just this like painful small talk. Like, so how's school? And when she goes to the lunch and sees her mom there, and then decides excited. I can't go back to that main universe anymore. I have to be here with my mom. Like, it's sad that I can't, I'm not dating Carter anymore, but like my mom wins. And then her journey to 
try so hard to stay with her mom and then realize this like her mom will mention, oh, do you remember on your birthday, like two years ago, we got that giant cinnamon roll and Tree's like, uh, no, I don't remember that. And like she's looking through her phone in this universe with all these pictures of her and her mom together. And she's like, these aren't my memories. There's a sense mm. of how there was once another tree in this universe. And she's like, I can't take that tree's life. As much as I wish I had my mom back, I have to go back to my own universe where I belong, where all yeah. those experiences have made me the person I am today. And then this tree can get to have her mom. <laughs> it's really heartbreaking. And all the scenes with her and her mom are so well done, so effective. Yeah, I I, I like it a lot that she she has to eventually give up her mom mm. there and uh it like it is man to see her that ex- like to see when she her mom showed up and she was so ecstatic like that is one of the scenes that i think sticks out in my mind to yeah. be just like man uh I, I don't know that the actress's name but who who played tree uh man oh. she's just she's so expressive Incredible. she's so yeah it was just like that that was a great scene um yeah I, I i liked that a lot and like you said at the start these movies have a lot of heart to them um i i was thinking part of the mystery would be something surrounding her mom's death i, I don't mm-hmm. remember if they said exactly w- like when she died how she died uh it seemed like she was sick I think it was, maybe yeah i think it was i think it was like had leukemia ca- cancer or yeah. something like that i was wondering if it was something to do with like her mom's dead dead death somehow in the first one and she would have to like because it it seemed like she was avoiding dealing with her mom and it was like does, does she need to like learn how to cope with this mm-hmm I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think by the end of this second one, she has coped uh, with mm-hmm. this and and has figured it out, has come to terms that like, hey, no, my mom is not he, 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 here, but I need to cherish those memories. I need to look back on the time that I did have with her and and really, really love that. And connect I, with my I, dad with that too like yeah. use that to connect to him too yeah so. yeah i i love her journey in this movie to me this is so worth it it has so much more weight than anything we would have gotten if it, we were following ryan's day like that would have been really clever really funny it would be nice to get to know ryan and his journey but i like that instead of starting on another character's journey we go even deeper with tree uh, I just looked up Jessica Roth. That's the actress Roth or Roth. There's an E at the end. Don't know if that's silent. Okay. Uh, I don't recognize anything else she's been in, but she's worked pretty pretty steadily over the last like seven years. She was cool. apparently in La La Land. I don't know if she was maybe like one of Emma Stone's like roommates or like uh, you know actresses she was auditioning against. I don't remember her in that, but that's cool. Next time I see the movie, I will look for her. I was I really liked her performance in these movies. I really look forward to the next time I get to see her. For sure. Um, 
were there any kind of characters that you wished the movie explored some more? Because that was what I liked about the second one is that the mm-hmm. the the cast starts to expand, right? Not only do you get the you get uh what was his name Carter's roommate I, I forget Ryan. his name Ryan. Not not only do we get to see him a little more and we get to spend some time with him, but now he has these two. Uh, like scientist friends yeah. that are helping him make this device that screwed everything up. Right. We get to see that. I liked them. They were yeah. fun. They were a great yeah. addition. Uh, Wish we got to spend like a little bit more time with the two of them. Yeah. But it, were there any other characters uh, that you wanted to spend more time with or oh. wanted to know more about? There's. Every day in the time loop when Tree would go home to the sorority house, she walks by this one girl who's like sitting on the front porch with headphones and she waves at Tree and like Tree doesn't wave back. She just ignores her. And as the loops go on in the first movie, she's like, I should stop and wave back to that girl. Mm -hmm. And then that's all it is. That's all their exchanges. And then at the end of the movie, when she kicks Lori out the window, she lands in front of that girl and that girl's covered in blood and she screams. I wish we got to know, like, that girl's name. Like, does she look up to Tree? Does she want to be friends with Tree? Like, what's their dynamic? The girl who Danielle makes fun of for drinking the chocolate milk. uh, I'd like to know more about her. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I... I I agree with the one girl who's sitting on the steps. That was the one mm-hmm. that ca- came to mind immediately was like, I she seems so nice. Like, yeah, why not? Um, I, I, I would have loved to, uh, get, yeah, spend more time with the scientists. I do also like the addition of this new teacher. Uh, the one that is trying to <laughs> shut down the yeah, project the as, as much as I don't like him. I like uh-huh. I want to know more about him and what is like why does he have these t- t- two I, I mean he he has the two security yeah. guards like following him around and stuff but like why does he want to keep shutting that project down I know he says money and it, it's messing well, with this stuff but like yeah it's causing those blackouts I feel and I, like there's I something more there. Like, I feel like he actually saw that it was a good idea and he's t- trying <laughs> to steal it and sell it. Oh, like, yeah, maybe. I, like, I, yeah, there's something else there. I'm just like, hmm, I need to know more. I I do like that the blackouts are one of the standard parts of Tree's day in the first movie. Like, there's this blackout at like 930 Not every night. Danielle's. Yeah. Yeah, and they it's just chalked up to like the school maybe being low on funding or like it's an older school, like their, you know, their interface, you know, their <laughs> their grid isn't updated or whatever. Yeah. But I like that the second movie's like, no, there's an explanation for that. Uh this thing you never really question that much. I, I like that addition. I do like that Dean. I like that we do learn odd things about him, like that he loves cats. Or that he sits in like the professor's lounge every night and knits because his wife got him to quit smoking. And now he needs like something else to like do at the end of the night when he would otherwise be smoking. I like that detail. The scene where they need to like cause a diversion and like go in there and get his keys so they can unlock like the room where the experiment (laughs) machine is. And they send Danielle in there. And there's this alternate universe Danielle is like slightly nicer like she's less overtly mean and more of just sort of vapid and like low-key manipulative like 
she seems to really like Carter, but also be like, Carter, I need your help to write my English paper. I'm going to fail this class without you. They set up early in the movie that she's going to try out for the school's production of The Miracle Worker playing Anne Frank. And so her diversion at the end of the movie is to go in pretending to be blind, but also to be a French exchange student. And I don't know yeah. why she's also French. She's just trying but... to be an actress, <laughs> just like <laughs> trying to do the most. I just yeah, it's just like, OK, yep, that makes that that makes sense for 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 her. <laughs> <laughs> right. But the the physical comedy bits where she's doing she's stumbling all over everything, just trying to like get the professor distracted so they can go into the science lab again. And she like pulls down some giant tapestry off the wall and she's wrapped up in it and he's trying to get her out. And he's like, just just move towards the light. Wait, I'm sorry. That was offensive. I know you can't see. <laughs> and like her deliberately wrapping herself up tighter in the tapestry and he's like stop turning in circles you're making it worse <laughs> like i think the concept of that scene might be a little too broad but like that actor's like exasperation dealing with the situation i think he is funny yeah yeah someone else that i would like to know more about is the wife of the teacher yeah, the one that uh, they they were sleeping with the the doctor teacher mm -hmm. dude, because um, yeah, like she is heart broken on the side, like is suspecting him of sleeping with some of his students and stuff like that. But I think you can tell you don't like she doesn't know who exactly. Mm -hmm. Um because in the first movie, when you see her open the door and they let her into his office and Tree is also right there, she just has this uh, like like she's yeah. like her her demeanor just immediately falls. Um, and yeah, it's someone who absolutely would have motive, right? To yeah, do that. But then besides that you really don't learn anything about her mm. and I, I i feel like she is a character that is just kind of tossed away like we don't get to know if she knits or stuff like that or if she likes cats or who you know something like that we just know that she's not happy and like like is she still in love with him mm -hmm. is does she want to leave is yeah. she is she wanting to take everything like what what's up with her like what what mm -hmm. i i would love to see all of the, that stuff um, yeah i i would like to learn an additional fact about her beyond jilted wife yeah Ex <laughs> like what's exactly. her profession exactly. has she can you know would she ever have an affair what if she's sleeping <laughs> she's also a professor she's also sleeping with somebody the one detail i really wish i got from these movies is I want to know what Tree's major is. Like, despite this being a college set movie, we never find out, like, what her major is, what her career goals are. We know that she's had at least one class with this doctor, but we don't know if it was, like, is she in some sort of a pre-med program or maybe he was just teaching, like, Bio 101 and she had to take it as a, I, just as a prerequisite class. She mentions like, the I, name of the class at one point and it is a fairly advanced thing. So I, I would assume it is some kind of medical something. Um, I, I, 
I just feel like it's clear that like, oh, her roommate Lori is like in a nursing program. Like we see or some sort of she's wearing scrubs like she's working at the hospital and we don't have a sense of trees academic life beyond she has to have some reason to have met and started an affair with this professor. I in in the second movie, one of the big plot points is that every day she's looping, she has to walk this like science this group of science kids through running the machine through different tests to figure out how to get back to how to fix the loop and get her back to her original universe, ultimately. And so every day she has to like memorize these equations. So the next day when she loops, she tells them, this is what you tried yesterday and it didn't work. So try the next iteration, the next variation of this thing until we get it to work. And I'd like some sort of reference to either, oh, it's a good thing I'm studying something like this so I can remember it. Or if it's like, I'm an English major. I don't know how to do this. Like there's yeah. no joke about how it's either easy or difficult for her. And I wish I had more context for what her regular studying is so I can know how this one memorization test uh, collaborates with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the one thing I wish I knew. I I think the one clue we get is, yeah, yeah, she's in the class. It seems like an Mm. advanced one. But when it comes to the science stuff, that seems out of her wheelhouse. Yeah. But it like so that's why I'm like she might be in some kind of like medical thing, but mm-hmm. not like chemistry, science, like splitting the atom time yeah. loop science. Right. Like she she might be in. Yeah. I, I, who knows? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I wish yeah. I had a more academic version of this film. I just I would I like the college setting. And I wish I knew a little bit more about like what is Tree's major, you know, what yeah. what day of the it seems like it's a week. Does she have classes she has to go to today? Like there's no school based activity she has to do on any of these days. It and also seems like of, it's early in the semester. Like that, like yeah. they, they have people like they're hazing the, yes, the, yes, the new yeah. people in into the fraternity. So I feel like it's that first week, right? Where it's like Okay, classes are kind of whatever. That's why she was able to drop that class with no real Mm. consequence. Who knows what? Um, But it also seems like she's like she's not a first year. Like she's been there. She already has that sorority house. She's already had this roommate. Mm. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. And the makeup of all the different girls in the sorority is interesting. Like I would, I I wish I had more time with them. Like why, like who's really passionate about the sorority and like, does Lori really care about it? Did Lori join the sorority? Like, because does she like any of the other girls? Does she really like that house? Does she think the sorority like looks good on a a resume or something? Mm -hmm. I want to know so much more about like the collegiate side of everybody's lives. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that stuff would be be interesting to know, uh, but I, I think that leads us to this kind of end credits, mid credits mm. scene that we get here, which uh, I think they also kind of alluded to at the start of the second film that there is something bigger happening. Yeah. Here. Um, and yeah, at the, the end, uh, the 
did some mysterious organization. I mm. forget the name of it. Oh, it's, what they, what it's they DARPA. It. It's DARPA, which is real. Like the yes, Defense they are real. Advanced Research Project Association. Like that is, or at least has been, like a real government uh, science branch. Yeah. Uh, they come and not arrest, but they... they What's the right word? Detain? That, that's not the right. Or they like they, enlist. Yeah, it, it, they're es- essentially trying to recruit. Uh, yeah, th- this group of like three or like it's the five of them, right? Because it's Tree, yeah. Carter, whatever his roommate's name Ryan was, and, then and the like other Ryan's two science scientists. Friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, th- and they're like, "Hey, you guys are the ones that figured this out." Uh, we need your help. And they like bring them to this facility, this DARPA facility. And they have another one of those machines. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and he's, he's, which they've named Sissy. Yeah. Sisyphus. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they like they're they're like, oh, my God, you have Sissy. How did you do that? Like, what in the world? And it's just like they're alluding that like, hey. You guys caused some issues. <laughs> like, we're going to need you to fix these things here and close some other time loops. There might be a bigger one that's happening. Um, where either that's like a time loop of a full week or a whole year. Or who knows what? Or it's they need to go into these other dimensions and close the loops for them somehow. Mm. Who knows what? We don't know. But considering that there is potentially something bigger going on what would you like to see in the third one is is there something that you wished they had done in these first two that you hope they include Mm. any certain influence from another like time travel time loop movie uh that you would like to see them include uh well, you said that if they were to put out a sequel, they might call it Happy Death Day to us, indicating that it is a group of some sort. Mm-hmm. I, oh, given the, the time that has passed since the last movie, I'd kind of like it if instead of it picks up directly where the previous one left off, because we've done that twice, I, I wouldn't mind like a bit of a time jump. And now it's okay. like her and Carter are getting married and they have to repeat their wedding day over and over again. I gotcha. Yeah. That that would make was, sense. Yeah, I, I I liked that this second one mm-hmm. picked up on exactly yeah. where where that one left off. But yes, I I feel like they don't need to do that gag again. Mm. Um, and it, and it's going to become harder and harder. Like I think there was like a year and a half of filming between the first two movies, which is. A decent amount of time, but I guess maybe with like a younger cast, like you, you don't really look that different after a year and a half. And maybe I'm sure all these people still look great. But I, given the time that has passed, I don't know if they're going to be able to pull that off as smoothly again. So like mm-hmm. lean into the time jump. Like, let's see where these characters are later on in their lives. And yeah, I think the relationship between Tree and Carter is effective. One of my favorite moments in these two films is... Over this first movie, she's, like, falling for him, and he, like, every day is a new day to him. Like, he likes her, but she's, like, just more advanced in her feelings for him because she's gotten to spend more of this time with him. And in the second movie, 
um, somebody like addresses the two of them as a boyfriend and girlfriend and Carter's like, oh, she's not my girlfriend. And Tree looks at him hurt and he's like, are you my girlfriend? And she's like, she's like, kind of. And then he, and then he smiles. Like, I like that. He, he doesn't know the depth of her feeling for him, but he recognizes that a possibility is there. And he's so happy to learn that she does really, really like him after spending so many extra days with him and that their love is something. I I think they're the second movie treats their romance at an appropriate level where she lands in this world where, it's like, oh, Carter's dating Danielle, but my mom's alive. Of course, I want to live in the world where my mom is alive. And if she realizes, no, this is wrong. I have to let this universe's tree live with her mom. I have to go back to the world that I came from that made me where I've got like, I've lived through the loss. I've got this relationship with my dad and I can go back to Carter. because She's like, I genuinely do miss Carter. I love what I have with Carter. I want to go back there. Like, yeah. I like what they have and I would love to see a movie where the two of them are the same page are on the same page. Like both of them are living through a time loop together. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I, I would like to see like the inclusion of like, what is the next film that they are pulling from? Is it something like primer? Are they (laughs) like, are, are they using this machine to actually like, pull off a heist or something like that like is yeah. this like a, t- a time loop heist to, to to do something that would be interesting um yeah but then they we, we also get this hint that they were testing stuff like they were only mm. in the te- in the testing f- phase with this thing in which they put danielle in a time yeah. loop which is really funny i would like to see her go through all of that stuff but i I'm also okay with them just being like, so she had her own time yeah, loop and did yeah. all of that stuff. She figured it out. Here's what we learned now on to the actual thing, right? Um, mm. Or did, because they apparently released a novelization of each of these movies Whoa. in time for the second movie. Uh, ah. So could be neat to have like her time loop explored in like a comic book or another novel or something like that. Um, but something that I thought would be neat is time loops within time loops of like, mm. what if there was another character who was also in this time loop, but wasn't necessarily involved with them. Yeah. And is just figuring it out on their own. Like, don't know how this got like this did this thing but is also stuck in this time loop uh there is at least conscience that that they are 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 in Mm. this time loop but maybe have no power to say when it loops yeah and so they are this kind of like wild card changing things here Mm. and then they eventually have to find them and meet them or get them to like not do anything Mm. or something else i don't know like i i i I was always curious to see if there was someone who was also in the loop and knew they were in the loop and was acting like they weren't like is the killer also in this loop here and they like are just trying to do things the same way every time so that they can get a Mm. certain result um Something like that would would be neat, but I have no idea. I, I think they can go in all sorts of yeah. directions with I, this. 
I I do really like these characters. I think that is a a highlight of the, this pair of films. You really do like the protagonist and the people in her life, and you want to learn more about them. And I I really hope we are able to see these characters again. I think horror is a genre that has so many sequels because you can find ways to do it budget effectively, you know, (laughs) like it doesn't have to be a big special effects show. Like you can get so much out of horror with just like lighting and mood and shadow and like fake blood. Isn't that expensive to make? And uh, when I mentioned, I would love to see their wedding day repeated over and over again. I'm like, Oh, that adds like a certain budget for like (laughs) hair, makeup, dresses, flowers, the cost of a wedding, (laughs) a literal wedding in our world would have to be repeated so much. So maybe like an engagement party or something slightly cheaper, but like, I, I, I really hope they're able to, to make it work and come back to this. So you mentioned the budget. The first movie mm. had a $4.8 million bu- 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 budget and made $125 million worldwide. Yeah. Horror multiplies um, like that. Yeah. The second movie uh, did not gross as much. It only grossed $64 million worldwide, but it had a $9 million budget. So they mm-hmm. doubled the bu- 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 budget and then um, made less that. But, but yeah, like I, I, I would like to see a third one. I would like to see them add in another genre into the mix, mm. right? We've already like, so the first one had that little bit of sci-fi just with the fact that it, it is a time yeah. loop. The second one, like, pumped up the sci- the sci-fi mm. with this this sisyphus device and darpa being included at the end here um and of course the influence being back to the future uh like we said like what if they do a heist what if it's more of a spy thriller like what if it's more of something like i i want to see it be a horror comedy something else yeah we know it will have the sci-fi thing of the time loop but what is that extra like bam like i i would like to see them do another genre level up the romance so much that that is the third tenet of what's happening (laughs) have you seen 50 first dates (laughs) (laughs) um yeah to, to, to be honest though that would probably be the kind of movie that they're that they do that like have you seen 50 first dates that yeah. Adam Sandler movie? like that that feels appropriate to what they're going oh. for here not so the day that, <laughs> the day that drew barrymore is living over and over and over again due, due to a brain injury in that movie is her Correct, father's yeah. birthday which is my birthday fun fact Ooh, october 13th uh, maybe it is like now it, it's it's Tree's dad's birthday and maybe it's like, oh, oh at the at the birthday dinner, they're like, we're going to tell dad we're engaged or something. I, I, I yeah. really want to see this romance progress. I think I like see in the timeline that they could make a sequel like this pair of characters would be around like maybe a marriage stage. Uh, again, I'd love to see. We don't have a clear major for either of them. I'd love to see where they are in any careers they have. Indeed, indeed. I don't think I have anything else to say on Happy Death Day mm-hmm. and Happy Death Day Two. Do you have any kind of final thoughts that you want to add? Not just a solid fun time. I I really do enjoy these movies. 
Absolutely. Uh, cool. Well, with that, let me open up Bingo here and see if we can pull this up on screen. There we are. Uh, let's see. Hey, I got one. I have yeah. one of these things. Meeting yourself thanks to time travel. What? What does my bingo sheet say the way you wrote it down? Because what I wrote down is breaking the rules of time travel. And as much as these movies we, deal we with were time travel. the same thing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think I, maybe I wrote mine down more broadly. And you wrote down the specific example of breaking the rules was meeting yourself. Yeah. Well, because, I mean, it works for you, too, because yeah. that double of him was like, hey, we're, we're yeah, trying yeah. to kill him because he's breaking. Like, don't let him do this stuff. It's screwing everything up. So I, I yeah, I feel like yours works, too. Or at least the way okay, you I have 13 bingos it. now. Oh, man. Uh, that did give me one more Good. bingo from last time to let me see how many yeah, one two three uh four five six seven eight nine ten didn't i say i had 11 last time what am i missing here i don't know but uh we're getting real c close you have you only have two spaces left yeah that yours can go i have three so Ooh. you are you're one space above me here. Let me save that. Uh, that was our quick little bingo ch check in. Of course, each week we like to play uh, like movie trope bingo entertainment trope bingo mm. uh, here on the show. And it's I, I think switching to this larger bingo board yeah. and just seeing how long it takes us to fill it up. Uh in the course of the year has worked has mm -hmm. been, the, been the right amount of space and time and all all that good stuff yeah yeah i think the seven Anyways. by seven is a good size grid group indeed indeed um recommendations if people oh, enjoyed yeah. happy death day and happy death day to you what else might they enjoy this I wanted something to recommend uh, with this movie, and it gave me an excuse to watch a movie that had been on my list for about a year. Another movie about uh, a girl trying to solve a murder, which is Last Night in Soho, Edgar Wright's ah. movie that came out last year. How was that? Uh, I, I enjoyed it. It is about this girl who uh, lives in contemporary times, and she moves to London for fashion school, and she loves... She, she really admires London in the 1960s, which is this time period where she liked the fashion. She liked the music. Her, she grew up with her grandma. Her grandma is always telling her about this. Uh, but she does also have an ability to see some ghosts sometimes. Um, not in a full ghost whisperer way, just in a quiet way that it's something her and her family are aware of. That She's kind of sensitive about things. So she moves to the city. She takes this flat in this or this like a, a attic apartment, you know, in, in this flat in London. And she finds that when she sleeps there, every time she goes to sleep, she's living the life of a woman who lived in that flat in the 1960s. Uh, she's seeing her full life and realizing that she thinks this woman has been murdered. And she's trying to figure out it in, you know, like the year 2019 or whatever, whenever this movie's supposed to be set. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know if the pandemic exists in this movie. Uh, whatever year she's living in, she's trying to go back and like look through historical records and like tell the police, like, I think a woman was murdered here in like 1965. Interesting. And yeah, and every night when she goes to sleep, she like sees a little bit more, learns a little bit more, and becomes cool. increasingly more haunted by these images, even in her waking life. I think it. It looks beautiful. It's a really well shot movie. I like how um, I know there's a bunch of like ghost... neon stuff yeah. in, in that. That was I was like, ooh, let me watch that. Yeah, great production one? design. I really like the the visualization of these supernatural encounters that she has. I think there's elements of the story that are a little uh, harsher than I would like. But technically, it's a really Im- impressive film. I really love the look of the thing. Uh, cool. And it's worth it for me. So, yeah, you might check out Last Night in Soho. And, of course, we've mentioned Primer, which is totally genre so different. Primer is, like, a tiny, tiny micro-budget movie that, like, one guy, like, wrote, directed, starred in, edited, composed. It's, like, a very serious The Room and it's about these uh, guys who invent a time travel device and they use it to keep going back in the days and like play the stock market and like get money so that they can keep inventing things. It's these two guys who do this. And over the course of the movie, you realize you have been seeing things that aren't from the timeline when you thought they were from or mm-hmm. you thought you were looking at one version of a guy and you're looking at like, no, that's that guy from the day before or the day after. And these two main characters have been trying to conspire against each other uh, in their time travel journeys. Yeah. And like you, it you, is the like time traveler, the time travel movie fan time travel movie. It is like, technical. <laughs> it is crunchy in all its details it is near inscrutable if you don't have a physics degree (laughs) like you you don't watch this movie as a general film lover you watch it as specifically as a sci-fi or like time travel genre person uh it is (laughs) it's it does not have any real production value to it the main characters are just like guys and ties like there's no like visual sparkle to the thing there's no like crisp sharply written dialogue it's like reading a manual it's crisp and sharply written let's be honest well i I mean it's it does not slow down yeah there's second it will leave you behind if if there is no you don't know there's no charm there's no wit it's just pure technical prowess from beginning to end and there is something really it's kind of intimidating but also impressive like it is a real there's no film like primer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um of course you we can also toss in Groundhog's Day and Back to the Future yeah. like all the all that stuff since they named those in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um things I would also put in there there's one of my favorite time travel um media is an anime called Stein's Gate. Um, yeah, in in which uh, this guy invents time travel. He's a self-proclaimed mad scientist mm. uh, and has the, like a small 
group of harans that help him and all of that stuff. Um, but he invents time travel out of a microwave and a cell phone. Mm. And in doing so, gets the att- the attention of CERN and DARPA and all that stuff. And in the process, one of his friends is killed. And so he keeps going back, trying to uh like to save her and do all of this stuff and just loop after loop after loop Mm -hmm. what if i do Mm -hmm. this what if i do that what if i do this and it's just it's he gets so deep in in there that he's just like what the what do i have to do to figure this out um Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's also very smartly written it's funny uh too it is hilarious um but man, it, it is all, it's also just very smartly researched and and stuff like that. I would highly recommend that. Um, I also there's a video game that I, I think mm. you guys should ch- mm. check out. Life is strange. Uh, oh, yeah. It's a little bit of an older g- g- game at this point. Uh, the g- 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 graphics might not be up to par for some people out there uh but it is a story that is uh very heavily influenced by like twin peaks and stuff like that but uh as the main character you have the power to kind of rewind time uh so it is Mm. a like choose your own adventure kind of game where the story will play out and then you get choices to make do you say this thing to a character mm. or do you say this thing? And so you have to pick one. But if you don't like the immediate outcome, you can always rewind and do uh-huh, the opposite yeah. outcome. So you can kind of see the immediate thing of either one. But that's the thing is sometimes an immediate choice might have like good things immediately but bad mm, things down yeah. the, down the road here so you kind of have to pick and choose what you want um and yeah it it is in it's not a time loop per, per se but time travel uh in in indeed uh so i would recommend that go play life is strange good i also want to mention i know the movie palm springs has a similar time loop concept i haven't watched it yet it's on my list yeah and then what's the what's the russian doll one that that's also yeah russian doll is the name of it yes yeah Yeah, that's also a time loop. that one's a show yeah i i saw i had a roommate who watched it and i saw like a couple episodes that way yeah uh last thing i'll mention Mm. this is also Tonally very different, different genre. But if you want mm-hmm. time travel, time loop stuff, uh, go watch Dark on Netflix. Oh. This is much. It, it's not a Groundhog's Day situation, but it no, is no. a a much like longer term, uh, yeah, like slow like, burn time loop thing that's like happening you- there. You fall through a time vortex, you're stuck in 1985, you just have to live in 1985 and watch out for yourself when you get back to the time you're from in like the 2000s. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, So yeah, go go check Mm. out all of that stuff. Yeah. Melissa, it's my turn for pitching what we do next here on Spooky Month. It is. Uh, a long time ago, before this iteration of the review show back on the Whatnots podcast, uh, we read 
Uzumaki by Junji Ito. And I mm. lo- lo- loved it. I thought it was fantastic. So I wanted to pitch some more Junji Ito books. Yes. Uh, some, some more uh, manga. You pitched, you you told me ahead of time this is something you wanted to do. And I, I, I fully support it. I, I know yes. that he is one of the, the masters of horror within the manga medium. Yeah. Uh, all I've Does, read is the short story. In, in general. Yeah, yeah, you know, you have to pigeonhole him exclusively within a single medium. Yeah, he's he's well recognized, and I I read the short story, the um, the mystery of Amigara Fault, I think it's called, mm-hmm. and uh, I've never read any of his longer works. I look forward to it. Tell me what you got. There you go. So, uh, pitch number one, I think, is one of his earliest works. Uh, here, this is called Tomi, um, and it says. Tomi Kawakami is a femme fatale with long black hair and a beauty mark just under her left eye. She can seduce nearly any man and drive them to murder as well, even though the victim is often Tomi herself. While one lover seeks to keep her for himself, another grows terrified of the immortal succubus. But soon they realize that no matter how many times they kill her, the world will never be free of Tomi. Mm. Um, So that's pitch number one. Pitch number two is another one of his graphic novels. This is called Gigeo. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Is that spelled like G-Y-O? G-Y-O, yes. Okay. Um, And Tomi is spelled T-O-M-I-E. How how much of Tomi are you pitching? Uh, so the the complete Tomi they have it available here on Comixology, and I'll put an asterisk on on that. But the the entirety of that one thing there. Well, how much is an entirety? Like how many volumes is that? It's it's a graphic novel, so it is. It is oh, one okay. Thing, oh, but okay. It is All right. Cool. Okay. Got it. Bigger. Yeah. Uh, so Gyo, same thing. It's a graphic novel. It says the floating smell of death hangs over the island. What is it? A strange legged fish appears on the scene. So begins to So begins Tadashi and Kaori's spiral into the horror and stench of the sea. Here's the creepiest masterpiece of horror manga horror manga ever from the creator of of from the creator of Uzumaki Junji Eito I cannot speak right now hold your Breath until all is revealed. Something's rotten in Okinawa. Mm. There you go. That's the pitch with that one. That one I thought was interesting because it's just about a bad smell. <laughs> and, and, and just like what, what it drives, like the madness it drives people to. Uh, so I thought that one was was interesting here. He, he has a lot of ideas yeah. like that. Um, where he just takes like one simple thing and it's just like, what if people became obsessed with that one thing and it just drives mm-hmm. them to insanity and madness? Um, 
So that is pitch number two. And last but not least, pitch number three is called Shiver. And this is a collection of short stories. Ooh, okay. Um, says this volume includes nine of Junji Ito's best short stories as selected by the author himself and presented with accompanying notes and commentary. Uh, says an arm peppered with tiny holes dangles from a sick girl's window after an idol hangs herself balloons bearing the faces of their destined victims appear in the sky in amateur film crew hires an extremely individualistic fashion model and faces a real bloody ending an offering of nine fresh nightmares for the declaration of horror fans delectation of horror fans yeah i guess that's the right word yeah so uh three junji ito selections here pitch number one is tome pitch number two is gyo and pitch number three is shiver now my caveat is that of course we often try to stick to stuff that is on like streaming services or when we do Mm. comics uh, to ones that are on Comixology Unlimited or one of the like Marvel or DC apps where we can get them um, as as if we're paying for a service. This is not available on Comixology Unlimited. However, you can buy them on Comixology, which is just on Amazon. So if you have a, a Kindle and want to mm-hmm. read them on that or, a, you know, a t- tablet or something, you can purchase them and read them on that. Uh, I let you know beforehand that whatever one you pick, that's the one I'm going to buy because I've just been interested in reading more of his okay. work. So I, I was going to buy one anyways. Um, OK, so there are th- th- there's not one of them that's notably more expensive than the other ones, right? Are they all around the same um, price? They are all or they are all the exact same. Oh, OK. Price. I'm like, yes. I don't want to pick something that's twenty dollars. And you're like, oh, OK, yeah. the other ones were sixteen dollars. <laughs> um, yeah, no, no, no. That 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 wouldn't be a factor. Uh, OK, even if OK, it was. But uh, so the here's the thing with manga. Manga often mm. reads faster than Western yeah. comics here. Uh, so that's why I feel like we can do some of these, especially Tome. That one is the longest one, I will okay. say. That one, uh, this, it's the Tome Complete Deluxe Edition that they have here on Comixology. It is a total of 752 pages, but I don't, I not all of that is, like, right, it's the Deluxe Edition, so I don't know what right. extra material is going to yeah. be in there. I did look it up of, like, how long does this usually take people to read? They they said, uh, on like, an average, like, there's this many words in the book, and on an average writing <laughs> speed, you can read the book in 12 hours-ish. Um, okay. So I, I feel like even Tome is doable, uh, but uh-huh. both... Gio and Shiver are like the 400-ish Okay, okay. mark. All so. right. Th- thank you for all the details. Thank you for doing the research. Yeah. I think 
I really want to get the best bang for your buck. I want to see a true survey of different things that Junji Ito can do. So I'm gonna I want to read Shiver. Hell yeah. I, I don't know if we've ever covered an anthology by the same person. I think we've covered things like um the movie a- Flavors of Youth. Yes. Uh, and like the the anthology show Dimension 404. And like that is like an episodic. You know, there's some writers, there's some you know, some solid writers that are there every episode, some coming in for other ones. I think the idea that, this, well, it's a short story collection by one person. I don't know if we've done that exact format of something before. Yeah. I mean, it's like, here's three Batman stories, but the three Batman stories are written by, like, different people. I like the idea of, like, a solo artist's the anthology of their own work. Absolutely. Yeah, I, 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 we, we've done multiple anthology yeah. stuff. And I think even if we had done something where all the things were by a single person, I feel like it would have been curated by someone else. Whereas I feel like mm. this is yeah. curated by Junji Ito himself, which yeah. is interesting. I like that idea. Know. Yes. So cool. Let's read Shiver. Uh, I will go ahead after this podcast is done. I will purchase that for us. And that will be in our comiXology app uh, for this next week. So good stuff. Getting into horror month is good. Yeah, I look forward to it. We I don't think we've done a manga during a horror month before. Yeah, I think you're right. I've I know I've pitched some, but I I don't Mm. think that they've gotten picked or at at least in the past. I've pitched horror manga. I'm not sure if it was in this month here, Mm. but. Uh, yeah, good stuff. More Junji Ito. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it will be good. Melissa, where can the people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcast, Saturday Morning Obscurities, a show where me and my brother Jams talk about weird old kid shows you feel like only you remember. And we are also doing uh, some Halloween-themed topics this month. Cool. And so we just put out an episode about Scooby-Doo Mystery Incorporated, oh, uh, which yeah. is a uh, a Scooby-Doo adaptation from around like 2010 or 2011 that Cartoon Network did that is stunning. Looks so cool. It's got this really moody atmosphere to it. And it's a, a show with actual mythology an actual long-running eerie mystery for the the mystery gang to solve you and i talked about season one of the show like four years ago like really early on yeah uh and then over on saturday morning obscurities every episode we just talk about two maybe three episodes of a show we're covering so get a nice little survey over there good stuff good stuff indeed you guys can find me at yo kyle springer And of course, if you guys would like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we are up to here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. So please go like, share, and subscribe. You guys know the deal with that. That would help us out a ton. If you're on the YouTube version of this, go check out one of our other videos over there on that side. That would help us out a ton. This has been number 225 of The Whatnots Review Show. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.